Hello, I'm Gavin Horgan, Headmaster of Millfield School in Somerset, the largest co-educational boarding school in the UK. Welcome to the Millfield Way podcast. Here, you'll hear from teachers, coaches and students from Millfield and Millfield Prep School. Millfield is traditionally different, and this is the Millfield Way. Welcome back to another episode of the Millfield Way podcast in conversation with Amy Newman, the head of juniors. My name's Matt Davidson, and I'm delighted today to be joined by Amy Newman. So, Amy, thank you for joining us. And whereabouts are you in school right now? Hi, Matt. Absolute pleasure. Um, currently sat in my office in the middle of the junior department, um, just having finished for Easter. So, before we get into your role at Millfield Prep, um, can you give us a bit of a background about your career and any previous roles before Millfield? Yeah, sure. So um, I joined Millfield uh, a number of years ago um, and I've come from a boys prep school in Buckinghamshire, very much part of the grammar system, uh, where we had boys who were either going on to do 11 plus or uh, common entrance to other schools. Um, it was quite different to uh, how things are down here. There's a lot of pressure um, in Buckinghamshire. It wasn't something that I was wholly comfortable with, pushing children from the age of seven as to whether they're going to pass their 11 plus. But I loved the school because... Um, I got to do lots of sport, um, and sport is one of my big passions. I started out uh, being a cricket coach and decided that perhaps teaching was for me. Um, and then when I went to the boys' school, managed to develop my coaching in rugby as well. Um, and alongside playing football and cricket, you know, those are the things that I love to do at the school here. So coming down to Millfield Prep, you know, it was a school I'd heard of and um, was absolutely keen when the opportunities came to get down here. So you just touched on it then about um, kind of sport inspiring you to, to embark on a career in education. Could you expand on that a bit more if, if someone maybe said, oh, you, you would suit this or you should get into this? Yeah, so when I, um, I used to play a lot of cricket um, and one of the coaches when I got to 18 said, do you fancy coming and helping with the younger kids? Um, and I used to run the under nines boys cricket team um, at my local club and that just developed and then... Um, I was in charge of running the whole session and was doing uh, camps in the summer and things like that. Um, so I carried on and did my level two and then saw a job uh, for a GAP student at St Pyron's School in Maidenhead. Uh, went and did that for two terms and that just sealed the deal for me really because um, I got to be in the classroom there as well. Um, so it just gave me a good flavour for what I wanted to do. Nice. Uh, so you've been at Milford, like you said, since 2013. Yeah. Can you give us an overview of your time here? Um, and how that's led to your current role as head of the junior department. Sure, so I joined as a year five teacher um, and the first class that I had, uh, they're about to finish at Millfield Senior School, which makes me feel that the time's gone very quickly. Um, and I did that for a couple of years. Um, the new head of juniors came in, Ben Noble, and under him I progressed to be the academic lead. Um, I did some teaching in year six as well um, and sport across the whole of year three to eight, uh, boys and girls. And then when Ben was moving on to headship, I um, applied for the role and it was something that I'd been keen to do for a long time um, and had done sort of leadership courses and things like that um, and was fortunate enough to be given the role. So started, uh, this is my third year in post. So. Oh, wow. Um, so for people that aren't aware, could you give us an overview of um, the years that are included within the prep uh, the junior department of Milford Prep School? Yeah, so we're um, years three to six. I think sometimes six gets missed out a little bit. Um, in other schools, I know that year six tend to be on their own, but we've sort of embraced them into our um, junior department and they very much have 
sort of roles as our leaders within the juniors so they're they're known as the top of the juniors and they have um, responsibilities that they do they come down and listen to the year threes and fours read um, so it's a really nice um, sort of place to be really. And how does the delivery of teaching vary between these years in the junior department? So um, very much uh, we across all of years three to six um, we keep in mixed ability groups um, in years three and four uh, the children are with their group tutor for a lot of the time. They spend a lot of time um, with that person so that they get used to the size of the school. Um, the children that have come up from pre-prep and from other areas, it can be quite a daunting place to begin with. Um, but they soon find their feet, believe me, um, and they're off running around the place. Um, so they get specialist lessons as well for languages, music, DT. Um, and then in year five, again, a lot of the lessons are with the group tutor. Um, but they do go off for a couple more specialist lessons. And then when we get to year six, the children move from teacher to teacher, but they're still within their mixed ability groups. And throughout that, um, the whole of the curriculum through that years three to six, we've uh, encompassed into the international primary curriculum. So there's a nice flow. Uh, they start that in year one. So it actually goes all the way through. And what we're trying to do is develop the learners as children who want to ask questions, who want to inquire and to set them up ready for year seven and eight. Um, so could you tell us a bit more about the curriculum and what it entails? Are there, are there certain topics that the students seem to love and seem to be fascinated by? Yeah, so we, um, we moved, very much moved away from the old school. Um, here's a sheet, fill in the gaps. Um, we wanted the children to be able to feel comfortable asking questions and be able to go off on tangents if things took their interest. So the start of our topics, we always try and find out what the children already know and then we know where we're heading and obviously we try and hit our learning objectives through that as well um, but we try and do it in a much more creative way so a couple of the topics that we do year four currently are doing um, a topic called young entrepreneurs um, when we come back from easter they will be uh, trying to make some money um, they've learned how to run a business um, things like that and they're going to be setting up their own stalls and selling things to the years five and sixes um, we as we move through so year five do a lot on um, science based things so making new materials extreme survivors um, year three uh, have done a lot on uh, the Egyptians um, and they tend to vary I know one of Mr Dyke's favorite topics is all about trains and things like that so the topics all vary and within that you know we, we get to go out on trips and do all sorts of, of different things that sounds fascinating um, and how does the junior department assist in the transition from pre-prep to prep school? So what we'll start doing, um, I've already been down to pre-prep a couple of times this term. Myself and Mr Dyke will go quite regularly um, so the children become familiar with us. Um, we have quite a good handover with the year two staff. Um, and they're, you know, the great thing is they're always just around the corner. So if we have a question, we just go and ask them. It's a very much an open sort of communication, lots of dialogue. Um, we will meet the parents, so we have introduction evenings for the parents uh, who are moving from year two to three or who are coming in new to the school so that they understand uh, what the school's going to be like for their children and we show them around the department and things like that. And then the children will start coming down uh, next term as well and they'll do some stuff with year three and then it's the chance for the year threes to be the big brave, you know, look at us, we've, we've come from year two, we're going to show you how it's done. Um, so it gives them a bit of responsibility as well. Yeah. Um, so what sets Millfield Prep apart from other primary schools? So so what is almost unique about our junior department? 
Um, I would say, you know, the obvious one, um, if we're comparing to a state school, is our class sizes um, are a lot smaller. I feel that the children, there isn't that opportunity for them to be missed within the class setting. You know, I'd like to think that you could go up to any one of my uh, members of staff and give a, give a name and they'd be able to tell you three things that that child was good at and three things that they're hoping to get better at. And I'm not sure that's always the case in the state sector because the staff just have so many children they're looking after. Um, and within our juniors, the great thing about being at the prep school is they just have so much access um, to a variety of things. So the year fours get to learn an instrument and play in the orchestra. Um, when they get to year six, they all learn the ukulele and then perform. We have the junior choir. There's a huge number of music musical instruments to choose from to have one-to-one. -one. We do speech and drama. And then you get onto the sport, which obviously we can't shy away from. That's what the school's known for. And the, you know, the breadth of opportunity um, of what they can try throughout their time. And I think that's the great thing. They can try something for a term and then the next term, right, let's try something else. Um, and, and that's what's so good about it. So that, that's, that's all included within that day. It's not you know, something they have to then go somewhere else to do. They can do it all on site. So, lot, yeah, lots of variety. Do, yeah. do you notice that the variety that the, the pupils have, does it almost make them have a bit more fun because they get to try out new things and learn new things that they otherwise wouldn't? Yeah, and I, I had a really good chat to a year seven, actually, who'd come through the juniors, and I said, oh, what's, what's in that case? Well, I've just been doing Warhammer Club. So that's interesting. She said, well, I thought I'd try it while I was here. She said, my aim is to try something new every term. And I think that's such a good sort of outlook to have. Try something new every term and just see where it takes you. And, you know, there's lots of people that have come to the school thinking they're coming as a rugby player and actually have turned out to be an amazing hockey player or a, or a, a swimmer or suddenly I can play the cello and I'm, I'm really good at that. So I think that's what's great. We just sort of give them every opportunity to find their niche. Um, so opportunities. So our pupils age seven upwards also get the opportunities to board. Um, so what boarding options are available to pupils? So um, from year three, you can come in and be a full boarder if you want to, but uh, we also offer flexi boarding. So the children can come in for a couple of nights a week. Um, and that's generally parents find that handy if they've got swimmers uh, and are getting up early in the morning. We have a number of pupils uh, in years four and five who actually do some flexi boarding. Um, and they absolutely love it. You know, they, they come in, it's like having a sleepover with friends. They get to do things. Wednesday evening seems to be a popular one. They go out into the woods and do all sorts of things with their house parents. Um, and then we also have children that perhaps will board Monday to Friday and then go home on Saturday and then come back uh, ready for Monday as well. So it's, we're very flexible on our boarding options. We're not an all in, all out. It, it's what suits you really and what suits the child. So uh, say, for example, if it's not suiting for the child, if they're boarding mm. um, or if they're struggling with, with their mental health or more generally, what are the points of contact for pupils who, who are struggling? So there's, there's lots of uh, areas they can go to. So they obviously got their house parents who, who they will spend a lot of time with, their assistant house parents, um, matrons who are in there a lot of the time as well. And then when they come into school, uh, they have contact with their group tutors, the chaplain, um, the deputy head. They also have the opportunity, if they're a bit worried about speaking out, using various uh, tools that we have at the school, such as Toot Toot, to report things if they're perhaps feeling you know, a bit unhappy. Um, and we'll make sure, you know, that we're doing everything we can to help them to feel settled and see this as their second home, really. Yeah. Um, so away from kind of the, the pupils and what the school offers, do you personally have a philosophy in terms of education or how you view the school at junior prep level or, or what values you look to instill in the pupils? I think 
with the pupils, it's for me um, the start of every term, and it, it's something that's become more and more uh, spoken about. I think in society in general, it is to be kind, and to be the best that you can be. Um, you know, I I don't like the I can't I can't. You know, I don't mind children making mistakes. Um, that's how they learn, and that's that. You know, my philosophy is give things a go. You know, it can only get better, and you never know you might actually enjoy it. Um, and I think you know a huge thing in the junior department and within the school is is sort of trying not to follow the crowd, be yourself, and and just be the best that you can be, really. So you mentioned Mr. Dyke earlier. Um, could you talk a bit more about the team you have around you at the school and and who you work alongside? Sure. So um, we've got uh, quite a few teachers in the juniors. So um, there's twelve of us all together who are either in sort of one capacity. Either we've got a couple of teaching assistants. Um, we've got our years three to five team who teach the children all the time um, and also do a lot of sport with the children and then I have four year six group tutors who also will teach other areas of the school as well to years seven and eight um, so there's quite a big team of us um, and alongside that I also have someone who helps out with the co-curricular so Amy Chapman will help out um, and do things with the children on a Wednesday afternoon um, and what we find is that no one really sticks to their own department so we'll have Mr Hall coming across from music, making sure that the, you know things are happening there. Mr Carruthers gets involved with the drama, you know. So it, it is a big team. Although we're the June department, it's just a small cog within sort of a huge, huge thing, really. Would you say that's that's a strength of Millfield Prep School that you kind of get people chipping in from all all over the place and all sorts of different departments? Yeah, you you always have someone you can go and ask. So if you want to run a day. Um, you know, we did an Olympic day a couple of years ago and um, you just find that there are people willing to offer all sorts of things. So we had ex-Olympians who came and did talks for the children. You know, we had uh, someone who went and taught the children synchronised swimming in the pool. Um, they went up and made medals out of clay. You know, there's every area. People are always willing. The music department taught them a song to perform. Um, and you find that everyone is willing to help out across the school. They don't just stick to their own department and their year group. Uh, so at Milford Prep School, we have pupils who excel in, in different types of, of either sport or music or academics. Um, what does the prep school offer support to these students in terms of their pursuit of their discipline? So while ensuring that their pastoral care and development is prioritised? So yeah, so within the juniors, we already have some pupils who um, are doing a lot of sport and actually performing already at quite a good level. Um, you know, we have uh, children who are off playing county tennis or uh, swimming at the weekends and what we try to ensure is we have an overview of their schedule and by communicating with the group tutors, the parents um, and the sports, head of various sports, uh, we make sure that they're not too overloaded. So we ensure that on a Saturday, for example, they're not doing something in the morning, then doing a tournament in the afternoon, um, that they've got a day of rest, that Sunday they have time to sort of prepare um, and also ensuring that they have time to do their academics so whether that means you know they've been given prep on a Monday well actually we'll give you till Thursday to do that because we know you've got two late training sessions or we know you've got an orchestra rehearsal or something like that so we're very flexible and we're always making sure that the child is not sort of overloading themselves and being overly committed. Um, so recently we had a podcast with Dan Close he's the deputy head of academics and he spoke about um, the balance of having education and sport and how he notices when pupils are, are exercising and then coming back in they're more focused mm. have you seen that as well since you've been here definitely and I think we've you know a big um 
one of the things that draws parents to the school is they've come from a school where perhaps they're sat still for a long part of the day um, and then they might you know have a short break time but they don't really do a lot um, and we have noticed that you know parents have brought children here because they know their child needs to run around they need to have that you know burst of exercise in the morning and then at lunchtime perhaps go off and do some squash or something like that and then get you know there's rarely a day where they don't have games PE or some sort of sporting activity going on and I do think that helps with concentration in the classroom and you know you know that there's only going to be a short time before their next bit of fresh air and, and they get to have a run around. Um, are there any successes so grades across the school or individual performances that um, you're particularly proud of and can tell us about? Um, I think I'm quite proud that uh, Sam Kerwin is currently head boy at the senior school. Uh, he was in my first class and uh, I wouldn't say that Sam always had that destination in front of him. I wouldn't have said it at that age, perhaps. Um, he was a cheeky chappy, but he's, you know, he's a great ambassador for the school and just shows you what, what you can do if you've got the drive and the determination. Um, and I think just with regards to the other children, having children come in who are perhaps quite shy um, and, and don't really know what direction they're heading in and then suddenly you see them excelling in something and doing really well, you know, you, you just feel proud of them. So they get to year eight and suddenly they're, you know, more confident, willing to stand up in front of the school and speak or they're performing really well for their cricket team or whatever it may be. Um, and that, you know, that's why we do the job. It's, it's for those moments, really. I was, I was just about to ask, do you think maybe that's one of the reasons why you went into education is when you're coaching cricket or rugby mm. and you notice a child suddenly click and they get it? Is that maybe one of the reasons it's kept you in education because yeah. of that? absolutely yeah and I think you know those successes don't have to just come from sporting and they don't always have to be massive it can be something really small you know that if you've got a child who perhaps isn't keen on school doesn't like it um, and then by the end of the school year they're saying actually I'm gutted it's the summer holidays um, you know those things are wins as well so yeah yeah uh, so what are your future plans for the junior department at the prep school and are, are there any significant events coming up um, our plans, I think we're slowly getting back on track from COVID. Um, it's been in quite an interrupted year. We're about to have a look at the um, IPC and refresh it in years five and six. We've got a couple of new staff coming into post, so that gives us fresh ideas and fresh opportunities. Um, possibly thinking um, whether we take the children away um, for residential trips from an earlier age. It's something that I'm in discussion with uh, Mr Thornburn at the moment. Um, so yeah lots of exciting times ahead um, and what's been great is that you know things evolve as you, as you go along so for example the fact that girls now have the opportunity to play football and rugby that's been massive for me you know I've really wanted them to do that um, so there, there's all these changes that are happening um, and the department's growing you know you know we're doing really well in numbers um, which is really good it's really positive and uh, I can only hope that sort of continues to grow really. That's all great to hear um, so the final question I have if you could sum up the junior department at Millfield Prep School in, in three main takeaways, what would they be? So I would say uh, the junior department is a journey of discovery, I think, for the, for the children and for the staff. Um, I don't think there's a day that's the same. Um, we're all constantly learning off each other. Um, it's a diverse place to be. You know, we've got children from all over the world um, who all have different talents, who all bring something different to the party, and that's, that's what's great. Um, and I would say that, you know, the number one thing is it's fun. I think the children enjoy it. 
and if you're enjoying your education you know you will do better at school if you're not enjoying it it's just it's really difficult to get them to be motivated and that's what we try to do here try to get them to have fun and want to be at the school perfect well thank you very much for joining us okay thank you very much well i hope you have enjoyed this episode of the millfield way podcast in conversation with amy newman